You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, A.G. Andrews of ChaseForTheCouch.com. And I am so done with the Major League Baseball labor dispute. The players are apparently done, too. I mean, they just basically said, just tell us whenever. Which, I mean, I have done that move myself so many times. I do not blame them. You just get someone who's being obstinate and just won't budge and just basically gives you same choices but in different packaging and it's just like I don't care just fed up with it so I totally understand that that's why I don't want to talk about that anymore we we might talk about it later this week but I don't plan on doing that right now instead this is about happy things as happy as they can be since the owners got at the MLB draft. But um, the Blue Jays made their other four selections. We talked uh, last week about Austin Martin and just how exciting that is that we get to say Austin Martin's a Blue Jay. Hopefully we'll be saying that at the major league level soon. But uh, they did make four other selections And we're just going to go through them and and see what they've got in those picks. And and try and offer a little something for y'all just to to put some facts to some names. Um, You know, obviously the Blue Jays aren't done with this class. They are making um, undrafted free agent signings. They actually signed Mackenzie Miller, uh, who's playing... uh, Who played in the Little League World Series for Germany 10 years ago. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe we'll we'll talk about him more at a later time. But I want to focus on the four selections that the Blue Jays made in day two of the MLB draft on Thursday. Um, not really a surprise that uh, they did not go the high school route. Faustin Martin falling to them and him demanding a lot of money. They were not going to be able to buy people out of their commitments. So, again, really not a shock that they took four college players with those five picks, especially in a shortened draft like this. You don't want to risk not being able to sign someone. So just go out, get the college guys, get who you need into your system, and just roll it like that. And I know we talked a little bit on Twitter about who I thought the Blue Jays would take. Um, I have my eyes on Logan Allen, who is a lefty out of Florida International. He ended up going to Cleveland later in the round. Instead, the Blue Jays took Cornelius Johannes Van Eyck, better known as CJ. But um, I'm, I'm sorry. How, how often on this podcast am I going to get to say Cornelius? That, that is not a name that I get to choose. Anyway, CJ Van Dyke um, was widely touted um, once the first round went through. 
He's widely touted as one of the names who would go very early in the second round. He had the pedigree to do that. He was the ace of the Florida State starting rotation this past season, even though it was a very short season. Um, Van Eyck made four starts this year, 131 ERA, 25 strikeouts in 20 and two-thirds innings. Granted, you know, it, it was opening schedules, so his, his most prominent starts came against Niagara and Florida Atlantic. So, not exactly, you know, fierce competitors, but it was widely believed that Van Eyck was a complete player who the Blue Jays can get up to the major leagues early, actually. Um, Prospect Insider said of the arms that were available on day two, Van Eyck has the best chance to be in the majors before anyone else, and that includes Burl Calloway, who's taken by the Cubs, the reliever from Dallas Baptist, who you know, is going to be a reliever. So it's a much easier proposition to get those guys up to the major leagues as opposed to a guy who you're trying to keep stretched out as a starter. Um, but Van Eyck had a lot of buzz about him heading into the season. He was a preseason All-American at Florida State. Um, does have a little opportunity to grow into his frame. He's, you know, still... 21 years old so still plenty of time for him to you know fill out a little bit and start um looking to build on what he has available as a pitcher which is some decent stuff he has a fastball that's been topping 95 miles an hour and has a little bit of rising action to it which is nice especially if you want to try and beat someone upstairs if you can just drive it up on him that's great um, what scouts seem to really like about Van Eyck is this curveball that has a lot of downward movement on it. It's going to be a warm killer. It's, it's going to get a lot of ground balls. He has a changeup, too, that does the same thing, just not as uh, violently as the curveball. So it's a good three-pitch ar- arsenal for Van Eyck. And, you know, again, it's possible he can work himself into that competition with guys like Alec Manawa and... Adam Kloffenstein, and eventually Kendall Williams, Simeon Woods-Richardson. A lot of arms vying for future rotation spots with the Blue Jays. Um, Van Eyck's going to put himself firmly in that conversation. And hopefully, you know, once minor league baseball gets going, he'll have an opportunity to start working on that stuff in a professional setting. Much like all these guys, really. But... um, Next up, the third round selection of the Blue Jays was another pitcher plying his trade in the Sunshine State. They took uh, Trent Palmer, who is from Minnesota. And if I was from Minnesota and I was looking for colleges to go to to play baseball, Florida would be pretty high on my list. Not going to lie. Do not blame him. Um, Palmer kind of projects more as a swingman. When it comes to the majors, um, he was a starter at Jacksonville University, go Dolphins, but uh, he has experience as both a starter and reliever. And, you know, it, it's going to be the same thing with a lot of uh, pitching prospects. You're going to s- see him, you know, primarily start just to see if you can work out in that role and then move him into a reliever. But I, I got to be honest, if you already have someone with that kind of experience, it makes more sense to kind of groom them a bit as a reliever 
going forward. Palmer, um, he was impressive this season with 130 ERA and four starts before the season got halted. He only al- allowed 12 hits and struck out 41 in 27 and two-thirds innings. Patters were only hitting 130 off him. That That is impressive, even if, again, you have to take the competition with a grain of salt. I mean, he racked up uh, 13 of those Ks against Illinois State, so... Not exactly fierce competition, but again, like Van Eyck, he's got a mid-90s fastball that he can use. It does have some sinking action as opposed to Van Eyck's, which has more of the rising action to it. Um, he has a changeup, a slider, and a curveball, so he's kind of like Trent Thornton in that he has an arsenal of different pitches he can throw. Again, it's just a matter of what his role is going to be best for going forward, and if he is a reliever then it's very possible that he just ditches a curveball, works fastball, change-up slider, just to play with speeds like that. Um, and and again, just a, a guy who gives the Blue Jays options going forward. He can be a starter. He can work his way into that relief role. It's a very sensible pick. We're going to go over the other two selections. Um, eventually we'll go over them eventually. I'm, I'm starting to, starting to flag a little bit, to be honest. So I best get me one of those built bars, built bar, one of the presenting sponsors of the lockdown podcast network. It is the protein bar that eats like a candy bar because it is that freaking tasty. It's made of 100% good materials. It's coated in 100% chocolate. It's not all chocolate. It's got that gooey center filled with 16 different flavors of goodness. Um, I prefer the salted caramel one, although the the coconut almond isn't far behind. I, I don't know. I'm weird. I like the weird flavors. I'm sorry. But um, they're low in sugar. They're low in calories, but they're high in protein and fiber. So they give you that energy boost while not killing your diet. Which is huge, because I need to get back on that and not be eating Filipino potato chips. But that's my problem. Built Bar can help you with your problem. And all you need to do is go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code Locked On, and you get $10 off your first order. So that's basically free money to get some tasty treats in your pantry. So go to BuiltBar.com, enter Locked On as the promo code, get that $10 off, and get those delicious protein bars into your household. And if you need to go to the post office to pick up your Built Bar as well, you're going to probably use a car. And if you need parts for said car, you can check out RockAuto.com. They're a family-owned business that's been offering quality auto parts online for 20 years um you can shop from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil even new carpet um whether it's a classic car or just your daily vehicle that you use to get to and from work or the store or whatever rock auto will get you whatever you need in a few easy clicks they deliver it right to your door it's, t- it's very easy to navigate the site. I've been on there. It's 
It's it's so easy. I can do it. Um, but you can choose the brand specifications and prices, and they're they're reliably low. So go to RockAuto.com, check them out, get the parts you need for your car or your truck. And when they ask you how did you hear about us, right locked on in that uh, little box there. Just so, you know, we get a little head tap and get to feel good about ourselves. So check out rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Real, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So we went through the first two Blue Jays picks from day two of the MLB draft. No, this is a little late, but, you know, you got to take the time, do the research, find out what you can about these guys. You know, not not digging that deep. Calm down. Um, but let's move to the fourth round selection that the Blue Jays made. And, and this might actually be the riskiest of the five picks that the Blue Jays did make. Uh, they selected pitcher Nick Frasso out of Loyola Marymount in California. Um, Frasso, again, like Palmer, kind of bounced between starter and reliever. Um, he has been primarily used as a reliever by Loyola Marymount, and he's been impressive. He's he's a fireballer. Um uh, he's uh, in his last full season. Uh, he had ten saves, but the strikeout to walk ratio is what you want to look at with Thrasso. Seventy-three Ks against just seventeen walks, only allowed one home run. Which, given the Blue Jays' bullpen in recent simulated games, that would be a plus if they could stop allowing home runs, at least to Seattle. Um. Frasso's got a lively fastball. It tops out at 98 miles an hour. So it's a so it's a 60 pitch. If you know that 2080 uh, sliding scale that they use for scouting, it is a plus fastball. He has a curveball as well. That's a mid 70s pitch. So he can mix that in as well as a changeup that's in the 80s. So. He does have the pitches to try and and beguile hitters, which is a plus. The problem is um, injuries with Frasso, and that's why he kind of dropped a bit. That's why he wasn't really considered in the same tier as Callaway. Um, the elbow has been a problem. He did have, um, I believe he did have surgery on it. But uh, it was reported he was throwing again um, before the baseball season was officially canceled. So he he could be all right. But with the kind of delivery that Frasso has, it makes it very easy to just trigger that again and then be on the shelf for a bit. And a a reliever has to be available in order to be reliable in, in any situation. So... That's going to be something to watch with him. Um, according to pitcher list, Frasso's comp is Jameson Tyon, which, I mean, that's great until you remember Tyon has not pitched 
in over a year because of various arm issues and surgeries. So again, Frasso could work out very well, but he's really got to, you know, build some durability, take some of the lingering threats of missing games out, and then, you know, we might have a bullpen option. And then finally, and the source of a lot of joy in Blue Jays Nation on the night of the draft, uh, the final selection for Toronto was Zach Britton. And no, they did not steal him away from the Yankees for the bullpen. Zach Britton is an outfielder who is playing for Louisville, but that did not stop literally every single Blue Jays person on Twitter being like, are they going to leave Britton in the bullpen for the whole game or blah, blah, blah. Show Walter pictures. But look, you know, he's his own man. He doesn't have to just be linked to Britain just because of a name. He's allowed to play his own trail. And he was doing a good job uh, in Louisville. He actually led Division One with 11 doubles. Um, so and that was all this season. So he's he's a guy who, you know, can hit those line drives, hit hit those gaps to get those doubles. He's not really a home run hitter, but he makes contact and goes all over the field. He's projected as a left fielder in the major leagues, which, I mean, Toronto does have Lourdes Gurriel for that, but you never know. It would be nice to have some, some outfield talent in the system. That is a bit of a weak spot for the Blue Jays at the moment. So... Um, Britain, also a versatile player. He has played at first base. He actually came to Louisville as a catcher. So he can he can go pretty much wherever the Blue Jays want in the diamond. But again, the outfield is the likely spot for him. Um, he's got a very nice left-handed stroke. Um, he's got good bat speed. Uh, according to Aaron Fitt, who scouted him when he was playing against Ole Miss, and seems to be a very excitable guy. Um, as uh, as his Twitter feed shows, um, instantly changed it to the Photoshop Blue Jays out uh, uniform that the University of Louisville press department put on him so he's very excited to be a blue jay and you know that's that's exactly the kind of stuff you want to see out of those out of those well this wouldn't be considered a late round pick and basically any other year but that last pick you want to see excitement you want to see a guy who's going to to keep the motor running and and be able to rev up teammates um, he can potentially be the good cop to Austin Martin's bad cop if if that's the way things shake out. But yeah, it all in all, a very solid draft for the Blue Jays. And in getting some talent that looks like it can be ready within the window that the Blue Jays have to um establish themselves as a contender. I I wasn't a big fan of like 
looking at high school players. It's why I never really bought into the Zach Veen talk. Just because, like, yeah, he could be Christian Yelich, but he's also at least four or five years away. And doesn't really help what you're trying to build right now, especially when you're signing guys like Hyunjin Ryu and Tanner Roark to pitch for you. So I think this draft did a very good job at stabilizing um, a couple weak points in the system. Obviously getting Austin Martin's a big win fills that outfield spot. Hopefully he can contribute in two years. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Van Eyck has a very good chance of reaching the majors very quickly. And if anyone out of Palmer or Frasso or Britain can pan out, that means you're batting above 50%, and that's that's kind of what you want to do in a shortened draft like this. You you hit on more than half your draft picks, you've done something right. So hopefully we've done right by you as we come to the end of this episode. Just a reminder that um, if you're not following me on Twitter and checking in on the simulated Blue Jays season that is going on, you can do so at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. However you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. Um, couple of network notes. If you didn't check out the Black Lives Matter roundtable that was posted on Thursday um, with some of the members of the Locked On Podcast Nation talking about their experiences as black men in America. Highly recommend that. Please check it out. It's a very insightful episode. Um, and uh, now that we're at the end of this one, you can tell whatever smart device you have on you or just, you know, yell at whatever kid operates your podcast player. I don't know how you work, but... Whatever you, whatever you use, you can say, hey, play Locked on MLB. And that will get you the feed with Sully. And that will be a good time. You will enjoy it. He always has insightful stuff to say on the MLB. So, until we talk again, and we will probably do that very soon, because I need to give y'all some updates on just what has been happening with this team lately. Tosca um, Hernandez had a 13-game hit streak that ended in today's game. Which is my fault. I brought him in as a pinch hitter. So I didn't really give him the opportunities. But he struck out both times. So whose fault is it really? Anyway. We'll talk about that at a later time. Until that time. For everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network. And everyone at jsrunacouch.com. I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.